Good morning and welcome to Shouts of Grace. This morning we're continuing our study of Christ our Healer. And of course we're continuing looking at the life of Christ as well. Uh, well, going through this year and, you know, yesterday we looked at uh, Christ healing Peter's mother-in-law. And we, we really saw some good practical things on healing there. If you haven't checked that out, I would encourage you to do that. Uh, but also today we're continuing on, and so we're going to be in a chapter where we read a little bit of Christ healing Peter's mother-in-law, and that's uh, Mark chapter 1. That's going to be our scripture reading here. But I do want to just remind us before we get into this that that looking at Christ our healer, we see that God created the world. He didn't create it with any sickness, any illness, or any death. He didn't create it with any sin. He, he's not the author of sin. Sin entered into the human race uh, through moral free agency and our own choice, and we chose to sin. And because of that, that is what brought sickness, illness, disease, and of course, death. And so when looking at that, it is not it was not God's design for mankind. It was not God's design for your life to be sick. Uh, and in fact, he goes and he reveals himself as Jehovah Rapha, the Lord our healer. You know, he doesn't reveal himself as the Lord our sickness or the Lord our disease or something like that. But no, the Lord our healer. He wants to heal. He wants to heal you. It's part of his character. It's part of who he is. And we're really going to see that today in Mark chapter 1. But let's go ahead and let's get into that text because it's a little bit of a longer text. And so uh, we're going to see that here this morning. And it says, starting in verse 1, it says this, The beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, as it is written in the prophets, Behold, I send my messenger before your face, who will prepare your way before you. The voice of one crying in the wilderness, Prepare the way of the Lord, make his path straight. John came baptizing in the wilderness, preaching a baptism of repentance for the remission of sins. Then all the land of Judea and those from Jerusalem went to him and all baptized and all and were all baptized by him in the Jordan River, confessing their sins. Now John was clothed in camel's hair and with a leather belt around his waist, and he ate locusts and wild honey. And he preached, saying, There comes one after me who is mightier than I whose sandal strap I'm not worthy to stoop down and to loose. I indeed baptize you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. It came to pass in those days that Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan. And immediately coming up from the water, he saw the heavens parting and the Spirit descending on him like a dove. Then a voice came from heaven, You are my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. Immediately the Spirit drove him into the wilderness, and he was there in the wilderness forty days, tempted by Satan, and was with the wild beasts, and angels ministered to him. Now after John was put in prison, Jesus came to Galilee, preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God, saying, The time is fulfilled, and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe the gospel. And as he walked by the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and Andrew, his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. Then Jesus said to them, Follow me, and I'll make you fishers of men. Then they immediately left their nets, and they followed him. When he had gone a little further from there, he saw James, the son of Zebedee, and John, the brother, his brother, who also were in the boat, mind mending their nets. And immediately he called them, and he left their father, uh, Zebedee in the boat and uh, with the hired servants and went after him. 
Then they went to Capernaum, and immediately on the Sabbath he entered the synagogue and he taught, and they were astonished as teaching, for he taught them as one having authority, not as the scribes teach. Now there was a man in the synagogue with an unclean spirit, and he cried out, saying, Let us alone! What do we have to do with thee, Jesus of Nazareth? Did you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. But Jesus rebuked him, saying, Be quiet, and come out of him. And when the unclean spirit had convulsed him and cried out with a loud voice, he came out of him. Then they were all amazed. So they questioned among themselves, saying, What is this? What new doctrine is this? For what authority he commands even unclean spirits, and they will obey him. And immediately his fame spread throughout all the region around Galilee. And as soon as they had come out of the synagogue, they entered into the house of Simon and Andrew uh, with James and John. But Simon's wife's mother lay sick with a fever, and they told him about her at once. So he came to and took her by the hand and lifted her up, and immediately the fever left her, and she served them. At evening, when the sun had set, they brought to him all who were sick and those who were demon-possessed, and the whole city was gathered together at the door. Then he healed many who were sick with various diseases, and he cast out many demons, and he did not allow the demons to speak, because they knew him. Now in the morning, having risen a long while before the daylight, he went and departed to a solitary place, and then he, there he prayed. And Simon uh, and those who were with him searched for him. And when they found him, they said, Everybody's looking for you. But he said unto them, Let us go to the next town, that I may preach there also, because for this purpose I have come forth. And he was preaching the synagogues throughout Galilee and casting out demons. Now a leper came to him, imploring him, kneeling down to him, saying to him, If you are willing, you can make me clean. Then Jesus moved with compassion, stretched out his hand, and touched him, and said to him, I am willing, be cleansed. As soon as he had spoken, immediately the leprosy left him, and he was cleansed. And he strictly warned him, and he sent him away at once. And he said unto him, See that you say nothing to anyone, but go your way, show yourself to the priest, and offer your cleansing to those things which Moses commanded, as a testimony to them. However, he went and began to proclaim it freely and to spread the matter, so that Jesus could no longer openly enter the city, but was outside in a deserted place, and they came to him from every direction. Now, today, what I want to focus in on here is that last story that we read in this chapter, and that starts in verse 40 and really goes through 45, but we're going to be focusing in on verses 41 and 42 as Jesus cleansed this leper. And there's some things with healing that I think are very important. In fact, if you're struggling with sickness, if you're struggling with illness, if you're struggling with disease in your life, I believe that these things that we see today are going to be very, very helpful to you. Now, of course, we've been looking at a lot of practical things, so I hope that uh, you've been able to glean some stuff from this and start adding practices to your life. But if you're not doing these things, even if you're healthy right now, you should start doing these things as discipline for your life. But the first thing that we see here is that the leper comes to him, to Jesus, and he's imploring him, kneeling down and saying to him, if you are willing, you can make me clean. So the first thing that I want us to see here is once again, we see the sick person going to the man of God. 
Once again, I'm going to say this because this is so important. If you're dealing with sickness, disease, or illness in your life, you need to be connected to a church, and you need to be connected to a church that has a pastor that that is uh, rightly preaching the Word of God and is in right standing and has the authority, is, is a real authority that God has delegated authority to him. Why is that? It's because grace flows sideways. This guy didn't go and say, look, I can heal myself. No, he had to get connected to a man of God. And of course, he comes to God himself and Jesus Christ here. But also, we see something with this is that he goes and he kneels down. This is not—I'm not saying that you need to go kneel down before people in order to be healed, but this is the key here. He humbled himself. You know, so many people, so many people do not have healing in their life because of pride. You see, healing is a grace from God. It's a gift from God, healing, right? That, that's, that, I don't think anybody's going to argue on that. It, it's a gift from God. When, when God heals somebody, it's a gift from him. It's a grace, and God resists the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. So therefore, humility is vitally important when it comes to healing. If you are prideful in your life, if you're going and you're saying, look, I'm not going to bow myself down, I want you to, to, to know here, if you're not going to bow yourself down before God, you are not going to be healed. You're not going to be healed. You need humility in your life. Grace does not flow through pride. It refuses to go there. It says, look, that is a prideful life. I'm not going to go there. I'm going to block that right there. No way, not going there. But grace will flow once again through humility, and it flows sideways. You need to go to God's, uh, God's people, and specifically God's man. And then you also need to go into humble yourself, humble yourself. But then this man says something interesting. He says, if you are willing, you can make me clean. You know, this is really good, but Jesus is actually going to take this further. And it's going to be something that I hope is really important that you, well, it is really important. And I hope that you understand and see it, but this is a good start. You see, you need to come from a position believing and knowing that God can. Believing and knowing that God can. You know, if you're coming in doubt, can God heal me? You know, Lord, I don't know. Is this thing too big for you? No, you need to come in with an unwavering thought that, Lord, if you're willing, I know you can do it. Now, like I said, Jesus is about to take this further than that, but this is a good start. Lord, I know that if you are willing, I know you can do it. There is no doubt in my mind. There's no doubt in my heart on your abil ability to heal. It doesn't matter the disease. It doesn't matter the sickness. It doesn't matter the illness. My goodness, Jesus, you went and raised people from the dead. I'm not dead. You know, I think of that old, uh, that, that old Southern gospel song, My Name is Lazarus. And it really goes through uh, the story of the, of the lame man being brought to Jesus. And it's, it's, it's obviously got some sanctified imagination here because, um, first of all, I'm not sure if this would really work out timing-wise. Uh, but also, obviously, we, we don't know, and there's, there's no, no reason to believe or to indicate that Lazarus was uh, one of the men who is carrying this crippled man uh, on his bed, you know, and it goes through each—there are four men, and they're— the 
know, they're each carrying a corner uh, of this man's bed. And, you know, one of them's, you know, uh, he he was blind and Jesus, you know, healed him when he was, you know, so he could see again. And he's like, but I don't know if he can help this guy. And, you know, another guy, I don't remember what his thing was, but he's like, you know, I was a leper and Jesus cleansed me when I was a leper. But I don't know about this guy. But but anyway, it comes to Lazarus then in the song. It comes to Lazarus and Lazarus goes, well, yeah, he raised me from the dead. This is nothing. This is nothing. He can do this. I'm here to testify. He can do it. But you know, you need to have that kind of faith. You need to believe God can do it. If you don't believe God can do it, well, if you if you come to God doubting, James chapter 1 tells you that, that you are a, a double-minded man, unstable in all your ways, and you're like uh, like being tossed on, on this, the waves of the sea, tossed to and fro, and you shouldn't expect anything from God. So this man starts with the right position, and he goes and he says, I'm not doubting the ability of Jesus Christ. But Jesus is about to take this further. Because then it says in verse 41, something really important. It says, then Jesus moved with compassion. You know, if you are struggling with illness, sickness, or disease in your life, I want you to realize something. Jesus has compassion for you. Jesus cares. You know, one of the things that I think is, is, is difficult is that we sing great songs, you know, oh, uh, yes, he cares, you know, Jesus cares, and, you know, he cares about all these things in our life. We'll sing songs all, all about how Jesus cares, but then we come to our prayer life, and we forget it. We forget Jesus cares about what you're going through. He has compassion for you, so you ought to pray like Jesus cares. And if somebody who cares about you and, and, and you're sick, you're desperately sick, you're ill, you have a disease, there's something wrong, and Jesus cares, and you know that somebody in your life cares, do they want, are they like, well, yeah, I hope you stay that way? No. No, they don't want you to stay that way. Now, there's conditions. Don't, you know, don't, don't be, be getting into this flaky thing where just because God can heal you and just because he cares doesn't mean that you're going to be healed because there's conditions. We've talked about a lot of these conditions so far. You know, healing's not for you if you're going to remain faithless. You know, healing's not for you if you're going to remain in sin and you're going to be unrepentant. You know, healing's not for you if you are going to be unfaithful to church. You know, healing's not for you if you have no intent to use your health for Jesus Christ, but you want to use it on your own selfish desires and you don't want to serve him. We looked at that a little bit yesterday. But you do need to understand something. Jesus cares, and he has compassion towards you. He wants to see you healed. It's not just that he has the ability to heal. Lord, if you're willing, I know you can. But it's that he has compassion and he wants to see you healed. But then he says this, and he touched him and said, I am willing, be cleansed. Be cleansed. God 
is gracious. He has compassion towards you. It's not just that he has the ability to heal. It's that he wants to see you healed, and he is willing to heal you if you meet the conditions. This man clearly did meet the condition. He clearly did meet the condition, but you ought to pray in such a way, not just believing in his ability, but understanding his heart. Attach your prayer to the heart of God and make your prayer reflect the heart of God by going and saying, Lord, I know you can, and Lord, I know you want to, and Father, I know that you are willing to heal me. Do you believe that? Do you believe that today? You need to believe that. It's right here in the story. We know that the man proclaimed and believed in the power of God to heal. Then we find that the heart of God is that of compassion towards his children. And then we find he also says, it's not just that I have compassion, but I have the ability and I am willing to heal. That's what his view is towards you. But you need to meet his conditions. He's ready. He's compassionate, and he's willing to heal you today. Will you do your part so that you can be healed? Well, thank you for listening today, and remember Joshua 1, 8, 9 as we depart. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it, for then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. Have I not commanded you, be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid, nor be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. There's nothing we can't overcome So that war you've been fighting Will end in God's timing Sing like the battle's been won Then you feel it The song that is rising Then you can't help but let it out If you're trusting in faith